This is Raider Nation Radio 920. Unnecessary roughness. roughness. I think this, that somewhere within the first five to ten plays of the game, the other team's quarterback must go down. And he must go down hard. It's unnecessary roughness here on Raider Nation Radio 920. Big hole. First down. End zone. Touchdown. Touchdown Raiders. Would you believe it? This is unnecessary roughness on Raider Nation Radio 920. Here's your boy, Q. And here we are, Raider Nation, back in the home studios. The next two hours, DeMar Cotton, your boy, Q. Unnecessary Roughness, Raider Nation Radio 920, coming off the heels of JT the Brick. Did his thing to get you all fired up, Raider Nation, and we're here to keep that party rolling. Very important week for the Raiders. Very important week for Allegiant Stadium. Very important week for Raider Nation. I mean, it really is. This has been a fun ride. Uh, It's been a hell of a ride. It's been a roller coaster ride all season long, but, man, I mean, This is what you ask for. This is what you sign up for. This is what everything is made of, man. Coming down to the wire, uh, win and get in opportunity. And that's what the Silver and Black have in front of them this upcoming Sunday. Very excited about that. I'll tell you right now because there's a lot of people hitting me up on Twitter. Uh, Bruce Feldman from The Athletic put out a piece about Jim Harbaugh and the fact that he could be tempted to come back to the NFL. I'm not here to talk about another coach today. (laughs) I'm just just gonna go ahead and nip that in the butt right now. I am not here to talk about another coach. The Raiders ain't here to talk about another coach. What there is to do is talk about this upcoming game that's coming up on Sunday. They've got a game to win. So I know a lot of folks are all fired up and and lathered up by what they're seeing on Twitter from uh, Bruce Feldman and and starts thinking about other coaches. Uh, That's a conversation, as I just told someone else, that's a conversation for another day. This is a conversation and this is a day about what the Raiders could do coming up on Sunday at Allegiant Stadium. Primetime action. Very excited about that. I uh, have some fantastic guests, as a matter of fact, coming up on today's show. Jim Plunkett, the two-time Super Bowl champ. He usually joins us on Mondays following games. He wasn't able to join us yesterday's show. He was traveling, but don't worry. He'll be with us at 2.30 to talk about the current three-game winning streak that the Raiders are on, what he's been seeing from Derek Carr, what he's been seeing from Zay Jones. You know, I mean, Hunter Renfro, we know who Hunter Renfro is. I think Ed Graney said it best to us yesterday when he had a, he was on the show. Why are we surprised by Hunter Renfro anymore? But Zay Jones has really stepped up. He's really stepped his game up and has been playing at a high level. So uh, we'll talk to Jim Plunkett about all things going on with the Silver and Black again as they're on their three-game winning streak. And another point uh, that we'll talk to Jim about is Super Bowl fifteen. I mean, he won that on the heels of the team being a wild card team. I'm not saying that the Raiders are going to win the wild card and all of a sudden go on a win streak and take it to the Super Bowl. I'm just saying they were the first team in the history of the NFL to do that. And so what does it take to go on a streak like that? Jim Plunkett won, what, nine out of 11 games after he, he started that season? Nine, after, uh, nine out of 11 on way to winning the Super Bowl. So if anyone knows about going on a winning streak and getting hot at the right time, it would be one Jim Plunkett. So we'll talk to him at 2.30. At 3 o'clock, John McClain from the Houston Chronicle. We'll talk all things NFL, one of our favorite conversations we have each and every week here on the show. And the thing about John, he's so, he's so funny, man. He, he, he keeps it so real. Even on Twitter, he'll just say some statement. And unlike me, uh, when someone fires back at him, he doesn't respond. He doesn't care. He's just, hey, I said what I said, and I'm going to keep it pushing. Me, my dumb self, I respond. And I don't know why, but I just do. But John is so funny, so he'll keep it real. There's a lot of things to keep it real about. There's a lot of things to talk about. Of course, we got to ask him about Antonio Brown. Got to talk about Big Ben, who came out with the victory on Monday Night Football at Heinz Field. Obviously, talk about the Raiders and their three-game winning streak, how the season's going to get wrapped up. We got a lot to talk to John about coming up at 3 o'clock, one of our favorite guests. Then at 3.30, we'll do a slight pivot. And we're going to talk to Scott Phillips Jr. He's the assistant director of scouting for the Hula Bowl. And the reason why we're going to talk to him is because the chuck wagon, Charles Williams from UNLV, has been uh, invited to the Hula Bowl. And it is that time of year where, of course, it's bowl season, but it's also these all-star showcases. And they really do a lot for these guys trying to get to the NFL. And guys that go to the Hula Bowl, 60% of them either get drafted or sign undrafted free agent contracts. 60% of guys that go to the hula ball. And Scott actually came to Vegas and scouted the chuck wagon himself and said, I want him at the hula ball. So he obviously has an eye on, on, on the chuck wagon. Uh, he's excited about him. When we were communicating before the show, he said, that's my guy. So excited to, to hear about uh, what he expects to see from the chuck wagon the week leading up to the hula ball and obviously in the game. And also some other people that he, he, he wants to highlight. You know, and Damon, you and me, uh, even before the show started, you said, hey, the, some of these bowl games are more important than 
you know, the mayo bowl. Or the, the cheese it bowl. Right, right, because you can actually get more out of it. All 32 teams are represented at these kind of bowl games. Yeah, this is where you get the looks at. This is where scouts the next level where you had Kurt Herbstreit not taking a shot, but it was just <laughs> like, dude, players don't love the game anymore. They do love the game, but they're just choosing their spots wisely. Season's over. If you're a senior, why play in, it's funny, the cheese it bowl when you can prepare and get ready for the hula bowl and the senior bowl. Right. No, I mean, and there's, you know, there's something to that. And me personally, as the old guy in the show, I'm the guy who's like, hey, if you got a game to play, go play it. I don't care if it don't mean nothing. I don't care if it's, I'm that guy. So I understand where Kirk Herbstreit was coming from when he said what he said. But I also understand 100% what you're talking about. Because we see guys like a Jalen Smith, that's the easiest one to go back to, right? That play in these bowl games, get banged up, and all of a sudden going from being a, a sure shot top 10 first round draft pick to being a late second round, or you know what I mean? Or even worse. So are we, I totally, I'm just of the belief that, hey man, if you got a game, you go play your game. But that's just me. That's the old man get off my off my porch and off my grass thing. You know what I mean? And I'm okay with that. I'm okay with that. I'm all right with being that guy. We all, you know, we all have our own beliefs. We all do our own thing. But that's just that's just where I'm coming from. So I understood where he was coming from. But I think the way that he worded it made it really a lot more controversial than it needed Came to be. Came off way holier than thou. Right, exactly. And nobody, nobody wanted that. So uh, that's the guest that we have coming up on the show today. Jim Plunkett, John McClain, and Scott Phillips Jr. Uh, all coming up on the show. Very excited about that. And of course, Raider Nation, we want to hear from you as well. 702-365-9200 and the Salmon Ash text line 69187, keyword R&R. Now it's time for the opening drive. The opening drive of Unnecessary Roughness on Raider Nation Radio 920 is brought to you by Southern Nevada Chevy Dealers, home of the Chevy Silverado, the strongest, most advanced Silverado ever. And I wanted to give a topic to talk about, and it's something that I talked about on my podcast, on the Lockdown Raiders podcast this morning, and it just kind of boiled over. Sometimes when you have these conversations, I don't even realize, I don't even really know how the conversation came about. I was just at the house and I was talking with the wife about the situation coming up on Sunday and the fact that the Raiders had this big opportunity. And you want to talk about some buzz. You know how much buzz is in the air right now for this game on Sunday? The ticket prices. I don't know if you looked at ticket prices, but they were at one price a couple weeks ago. They ain't that price no more. Trust me on that. Trust and believe that. As soon as I walked in the house last night, coming back from the Oyo, and shout out to everyone who stopped by the Oyo to watch that Monday night football game with me. A lot of good folks out there. It was a lot of good fun. But the wife said, hey, uh, I think that me and me and Sarah really need to go to the game on Sunday. She's never, ever, when I walked in the door, said, hey, we need to go to the game on Sunday. But she said people at her job were talking about this. There is so much buzz. And that's what I love about being here in the community because you don't get that. You don't get that from sitting behind the microphone in the studio. You don't, you don't understand what buzz is going on. But if you're around town and you have people that are around town and they come back and tell you, hey, everyone at my job is talking about this game. Everyone's talking about tickets. Everyone's saying you need to be at this game because you just don't know what's going to happen. So please believe we got tickets. So she's going to be in attendance. But Raider Nation's been hitting me up, too, and I don't know how much you got hit up yet, but they've been hitting me up. Q, I need two tickets for the game. I need four tickets. You, need, you know anybody selling them? If they're selling them, let me know. I can't believe that people didn't think this was going to happen. For the people that are surprised, like, I know everybody wants to get to the game. Right. But you best believe if you're on your seat geeks, your stub hubs, that that price is going to be up. It's up. It's up. Yesterday's Trust price me, it's is up. not today's price. No, it ain't. That's why I made sure I got it last night. That was the first thing I did when I got in the house. Once she told me she wanted to go to the game, she's like, do you want me to research some tickets? I was like, nope, I'll go get them right now. Because if she had researched, she'd be researching right now. And that price would have gone up. So I got them as cheap as I could get them, which wasn't cheap. But that's all right. She's going to be in the house. She's going to be able to watch the game. And so many people have such a great buzz for the potential of this game. And a lot of it has is based off of what we've been talking about, the roller coaster that has been this Raiders season. So it got me to thinking when I was on my podcast just about the Raiders story. You know, I mean, what would their story be? And what I mean by that, before anyone answers the question, what would their story be when you think back to the season? And the examples that I made on the podcast were, you know, the first time the Warriors won a championship, it was really like strength in numbers. They had guys that were a bunch of blue-collar workers. Of course, they had the stars and Steph and, and Clay and Draymond. But, I mean, they, they really went out there, and they were just a team. Most of them were drafted by the Warriors, and they went out there and handled their business. Of course, they went on to, you know, pick up KD and go win some more championships, but that's fine. But they were really the strength in numbers. Then they were that team that won, what, 73 games, beat the Bulls record, and then lost in the championship. So all of a sudden that was a storyline, not the way that they wanted to. Then they became the 3-1 and one team. Right, exactly. 
Then all of a sudden, you know, there's a there's a different, you know, narrative behind that story. Go back to 2016, the last time the Raiders made the playoffs. What if? That could have been the what if season because they make the playoffs, but they don't have Derek Carr. So that's the what if season. You go back to, you know, 2011. Last time the Raiders had an opportunity to beat the Chargers and get into the playoffs, they didn't get it done. That was the Jason Campbell got injured year for me. For me, that's what it was. The Jason Campbell got injured year because I think that the team was a lot better with Campbell before they made that trade for Palmer. I, that's one thing that I just never liked from the minute that it happened, and I still to this day don't like that move. I like Hugh Jackson a lot, but didn't like that move. Now, honestly, I think that move ultimately got him fired. I'll tell you that straight up. He got a little power hungry. It happens. Got to stay humble. So that's what I mean by, you know, what's the storyline? What's the, you know, obviously I don't want to bring up any, any, any pain for anybody, but I mean the tuck rule year, you know, the tuck rule. So that's what I want to hear from you, Raider Nation. I want to know what this team's storyline will be. What will, how will you name this bunch? We've talked about 30 for 30s, but just what is the whole story behind this year's team? Start out 3-0, and take a couple L's, Gruden resigns. They go and win a couple games, go into the bye week, five and two. Henry Rugg situation happens. Take a couple L's. Look like they're done. All of a sudden, boom, here they are. You know, like, like you're a wrestling guy, you'll get this reference. Like the Undertaker, when they, when they have him in the meme, where all of a sudden you think he's dead, he's going down the highway or something on the, on the back of a truck bed, and all of a sudden you see him rise up, boom, he's back. What's the storyline? Team of Destiny. I love that term. Is that yours? I know. I just love that term where people are like, yo, this is a team of destiny. The team that, hey, nobody, the, you know, the nobody expected us to be here type team. I love all those cliches because it really does get me fired up. When people start talking about it like a sports movie context. Right, right, right. That's what really gets me fired oh, up. I, I, I buried them four weeks ago. We weren't supposed to be here. I buried them four weeks ago. I have no problem saying it. I buried them four weeks ago. Nobody believed in us but us in this locker room. Right. Ooh, all that talk. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> That's made for Hollywood, right? I know, right? <laughs> That's made for Hollywood. Someone's supposed to come walking in at that point. Adam Sandler's playing like serious Adam Sandler at that part. Because <laughs> you can hear like even Carr talks. You know, as soon as he put that headset on after a win, yeah. people playing in our futures, you know, before the season's even over with. I, I, I kind of felt like he was talking to me on that at one point. <laughs> I was like, why did that feel like he was directing that towards me? I remember when he said that. That's funny. But, yeah, that's what I want to hear, hear from you, Raider Nation. I just want to hear what is the story? What do you feel like this this, if, if you had to put a, a, a phrase on this team with what they've done and what they have an opportunity to do. Remember, it's not over yet. It's not over yet. This thing could go on as long as they, I mean, this thing could go all the way up till February 13th if they really wanted to. If they play their cards right, it could end up in February. We could be talking about this team all the way up to February 13th if we really, if we really get serious about the situation. Now, again, that has nothing to do with me. It has nothing to do with DeMond. It has nothing to do with Raider Nation. That's all on the, on the, on the cats in the locker room. But it's, it's something that they've put themselves in this position. I wouldn't have told you a few weeks ago that they had this position. I would have told you that that position was long gone. But here they are. And that's, that's why it's better for them to be in the locker room than me. Because at some point, I probably would have put my head down and say, all right, man, this is just too much. It's too much. Can't do it. Got a text from Raider Richie from Arizona on the Salmon Ash text line at 69187. Let's call them the Goldberg gang. Who's next? You get that reference? Yeah, Goldberg? Come on. He was on uh he was on college game day the other morning. Oh, he, was he really? Yeah, yeah. See, I got that. I got oh, that. Oh, yeah, because he played for the University of Georgia. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I was see, I was there, but I wasn't there for the wrestling part. I don't know about the wrestling. Who's next? I love it. I don't as Damon, and this is coincidental, <laughs> Damon is all John Cena out today. All John Cena. Shirt, shorts, socks, hat, everything's John Cena. I don't, what is today, John Cena's birthday? Are it's you doing not, a tribute to him? It's not. You know, I was just, you know, today was my first day in the gym for 2022. Really had to get right, had to stun on him. You know, had to get that, that Cena mentality. He wore his little brother's shorts, wore his little brother's shirt. This is, a, this is an adult shirt, actually, sir. <laughs> I, you know I don't what? know what adult wears a small-ass shirt like you that. You know what? When you're just so big, this is a large, by the way. <laughs> but when you but, you know, when the muscles just, you know, I don't really like to talk like this. But, you know, when you got muscles on top of muscles, even, like, you know, the largest of largest, you know, looks like a little small. You got someone. muscles that wonder where that other muscle came exactly. from? Exactly. Okay. I ain't mad muscles at that. Muscles on top of muscles. You got muscles that got stretch marks because they don't even exactly. know what happened. I got you. I, hey, man, flex on it then. The growth is about to be tremendous this season <laughs> in abundance 2022. Those are two $50 <laughs> words you just used. Jay from Sacramento said Team 1-0. and 
Raider J from Sacramento. I like that. Team 1-0 because every week it's about being 1-0. How about this one? The straw that never broke the camel's back, depending on what happens Sunday, LOL. <laughs> I mean, you can't really put an asterisk on it. <laughs> <You know? laughs> that was some strong-minded team, unless they lose on Sunday. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> that one doesn't work too well. They never bent. They never broke. Uh, but Until me. they did. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> I like that, though. I like that. Good stuff anyway. We do appreciate that. 69187, keyword R&R, text line. Also, we got the phone line wide open like some old-school TV antenna, 702-365-9200. Who we got up first, Devon? TR and Indy. TR and Indy. What's on your mind, brother? How you doing? What's up, Q? I was actually at the game on Sunday, man. Nice. How was that? Before we get into anything else, how was that? It was great, man. I really wanted to go there to honor Madden. I made a sign, and I think it ties into what you're talking about. I just took his quote in his face. You know, the road to easy street goes through the sewer. And I think that's the story of this year, man. It's just like getting it out the mud. It's not been easy, but the only way you get to easy is by going through the mud first. I like that. I like that. Get that's good. The mud. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, hey, man, that made me feel some kind of way. I like that. <laughs> So I sat there at the stadium, right, and all the Colts fans are jawing me. I just kept to myself and just held that sign up high as possible the entire time, just trying to honor John Madden. And um, after we won, I stood up at the top of the stairs and just let everyone walk past me holding it up. It was cool. A lot of the Colts fans were like, hey, respect John Madden, respect RIP. I had one fan that punched the sign out of my hand. That got a little feisty there for a minute. But, you know, it's just – I think Madden encapsulates what this season is about, which is just gritty grinding and finding a way to get it done. I like it. I like it. Good stuff, man. Great. Hey, great call. Thank you for that. And I, I do appreciate the fact that you let us know how it went down in Indy and that sign. I just saw a picture of it. Fantastic. Great work. If you did that artwork yourself, man, you are a stud. I'm a, I'm not very artistic. I'll tell you that <laughs> at all. I don't have an artistic bone in my body. I mean, if I'm going to do something, I got to go buy it. You know what I mean? But that is a, that is a good sign and uh thank you so much for that call i do appreciate you man 702-365-9200 who's up next we got rich in oakland rich coming out to town what's up my man hey what's going on chilling man hey <laughs> what a crazy season huh who, who would have even thought I, I read on twitter like other people from other teams and they're like how the hell are the raiders nine and seven right now after right. everything they went through you know after everything that we've been through we went through it's it's such a man. It's it, who knows what might happen this week. Who knows what might happen? But I think after the resilience that this team has showed, you know, and uh, what we've seen from Derek Carr the other day, the defense, you know, that's all we really ask from Derek to use his legs, extend the play, and then make them strikes, hit them right where it needs to be. And then it's a beautiful game. It's a beautiful feeling. You see Max Crosby jumping on the sideline. These guys want to make the playoffs. You know, they never been to the playoffs. They're into the playoffs. You know, play the game. Neither has Max. A lot of players, a lot of uh, big time players on this team haven't made it. They're excited to make it. Who knows what might happen? But what about this? Okay, so we beat the Chargers. We make the playoffs. And once you're in the once you're in the tournament, who knows what might happen? Right. Anything can happen. Anything right. can happen. So whatever ends up happening. And then, you know, I love Rich Passaccia, but what if after this season we end up hiring Jim Harbaugh? Wouldn't that be, wouldn't that be great? You know, after everything that we've been through, we make a, a run this year, and then we end up hiring Jim Harbaugh. And I think that would be best-case scenario. You know, we deserve it after everything that we've been through this year. Everybody wrote them off, including myself. But I feel good, and I'm proud of, I'm proud of this team. I love this team. I'm proud of them. I just wanted them to come out Sunday night. And keep fighting. That's that's all we ask for. You yeah. know, Derek, keep using your legs. Keep putting the team on your back. And bring us home, baby. Just bring us home. Y'all Derek. have a good day. All right, man. Thank you for the call. I do appreciate you. And, yeah, keep fighting. That's a good title right there. Keep fighting. Uh, the fighters. You know, I've had people hit me up with the Warriors. I mean, there's been a lot of good titles that I've heard. And, again, man, to be able to pull yourself up from where they were to where they are now is is very very impressive. So uh, thank you so much for the call. Like I mentioned about Harbaugh, man, that's a conversation uh, for after the season because there's work to be done this season. And I'll tell you right now, um, regardless what happens after the season, Rich Passaccia should eat for free in Las Vegas. <laughs> always. He should always eat for free with Raider Nation just because of the job that he's done this year with everything that he had thrown his direction. He should eat for free wherever he goes. If there's someone around Raider Nation, hey, hey I'll, I'll get your check. No worries. I got you, dog. Up next, Allen in Vegas. What's on your mind, my man? Welcome to the show. Hey, what's happening, Q? Uh, great seeing you and the Raider Nation now yesterday. Um, I thought of a question. 
all morning. And, you know, I say this, especially with how the game against the Colts went, I would title it, We Are Las Vegas. And here's why. The city of Las Vegas, they don't stop. It's a 24-hour town. Everything stays open. And this team has not let up. They have played terribly in spurts, yes, but they've never quit. Right. And if Carson was an interception, Carlson bails them out, or the defense will bail them out. Defense, you're not going to stop. Offense comes right back on the field, and they help them out. You know what? This is about team and family. and just They take care of each other, and they haven't let up. Right. One more game, and do it for the Red Nation, because, yeah, we're not in Oakland. We're in Las Vegas. But you know what? This team has to find everybody in Las Vegas. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Good call. Thank you so much. It was great to see you as well. Uh, how about this from Just Win Wendy on the Salmon Ash Texas 9187 keyword R&R. This season has been nobody cares. We win for us. Let's black out Allegiant Stadium Sunday night. Raiders. That's from Just Win Wendy. Let's hustle back out to the Raider Nation listener line. Talking to a good friend that we haven't heard from in a minute. Gangster Raider, what's on your mind, my man? Hey, this season needs to be called the baptism by fire season. Okay. Because the, the team literally was baptized by fire with the um rugs incident. Then, you know, we had the um the Gruden incident, but we kept pushing or whatever. And we still here. The playoffs is one game away mm-hmm. or whatever. But I want to say the team needs to take this personal, especially um the defense, because what Joey Bosa saying what he said about Derek Carr, not only should Derek Carr take it personal, but the defense to take it personal, especially our defensive line, because everything they said about um, Carr, we should make happen um, for um, their quarterback. Because any quarterback that gets pressure constantly is going to start to see ghosts and um, start to buckle. So we need to make the same thing true for their quarterback and then talk about them the same way. And also, this is the um, second primetime game we're going to have against them. I think this is the first time in the history of this series that both games against the Chargers was on primetime TV because the first one was on Monday night. This one was on Sunday night. Then we win the game. Then we win the game. We go into the wild card. You know we was the first wild card team to go win the Super Bowl from the wild card spot. Yep. But not only that, the Super Bowl is in L.A. this year. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and we're the only team to win a Super Bowl in L.A. So if we win the Super Bowl in L.A., it'll be like winning another Super Bowl in L.A. for Las Vegas. And we'll be the first team in NFL history to win a Super Bowl in three different cities in two different states. But we got to win it this game this Sunday. So not only should um, the defense take it personal, but Carr should take it personal because of what they said. You know what I'm saying? Bosa pretty much called him out after the game, mm-hmm. knowing we still had to play him. So not only should he take it personal, but the defensive line and the whole defense as a uh, whole should make should try to make him feel like they said Carr was acting. They should make that a reality for um, – Oh, I forget their quarterback Herb- name. Yeah, Herbert. Yeah, Justin Herbert. Yeah, yeah you need yeah. to make him feel the same way, and we can do it. You know what I'm saying? That's all I want to say. And also, um, one more thing: if if we do get to the playoff, I mean, to the Super Bowl, I would love to play the Rams. You know what I'm saying? Imagine the Rams and the Raiders <laughs> in the Super Bowl in, in LA. LA. Yeah, yeah, you know LA. what I'm saying? Yeah, that'd be gangster. All nice. right, I'm gone. Good call, good call. Thanks for uh, thanks for the call, my man. I do appreciate that. And uh, yeah, you know they they should take it personal. You know I don't think that they're going to need any extra motivation for this game. But you're right, there was a lot of folks talking a lot of trash on that uh, Chargers team, and they should take it personal. Uh, that would be something pretty special. And, and and go in there and win that game on Sunday night. I mean, uh, that's all you ask for. You ask for a one one game, and that's it. That's what matters. One game, and, and you're in. That's all you could ask for. Nothing. Three game winning streaks don't matter. Nothing. It's all about one stinking game. One and no, like we always hear from everybody yep. on the team. Hey, we focused on the next one. We just trying to go one and no this week. This is the perfect game to put that mentality to the test. Absolutely, absolutely. We got one more call before we get Jim Plunkett on. Uh, NorCal Raider, what's on your mind? Welcome to the show. Hey, Q, how you doing? Good, chilling, man, chilling. Uh, I was just kind of just thinking about the season. I was watching a little bit of NFL films earlier. Um, I like to watch it a lot while I'm doing my chores around the house, but. Um, this team kind of reminds me of the um, the 2008 um, uh, New York Giants. You know, they, with Eli Manning, he wasn't like the best, more accurate quarterback, but he made plays. And I think like um, we had a re- they had a really good defense. They were more known for their defense. And um, you know, and um, the way Carr's been playing lately, he's been making plays like in, during clutch times. And I think like honestly, I, I could see the Raiders kind of fitting that mold because um, we don't really have a lot of playmakers in the offense. You know, we have a you know so and so running game receivers are. 
you know, a, a little inexperienced, but um, I want to see a little bit of Brian Edwards kind of step up on this game because mm-hmm. he's been kind of tight. You know, yeah, I haven't is. really seen much of him. Right. And um, and Monroe, hopefully, um, you know, start making some plays. But that's kind of the team I'm just thinking about, a team that got hot in December, you know, towards the end of the year. And look what they did. They beat the New England Patriots that one year. So yeah, and they were undefeated that, that year. Yep. Yep. Yeah, mm-hmm. I just, just just play good defense, run the ball, um, you know, make plays. Because Eli Manning, you know, he wasn't really much of a quarterback uh, during the season anyway. He's really good. But that's just the, what I compare it to, and I hope that happens. Nice. All right, good stuff, good stuff. Thank you so much for that call. I do appreciate you. 225 is the time. Take a quick break. Come back. We'll have the two-time Super Bowl champ, Jim Plunkett, on the line. This is Radio Nation Radio 920. Welcome back to Unnecessary Roughness. Unnecessary Roughness. Here on Raider Nation Radio 920. I'm going to have to kick you, you know what, today. Here's your boy Q. Going fast and furious on today's show. A lot of good calls to start things off. And now, excited about our next guest as we have the two-time Super Bowl champ, Jim Plunkett. Also MVP, also Heisman Trophy winner. Have him on the show each and every week following a Raiders game. And Jim, thank you so much for your time this afternoon. And currently the Silver and Black are on a three-game winning streak. What have you seen from this team that has kind of propelled them to where they are right now in the midst of this three-game winning streak? Well, I think defense has a lot to do with it, uh, obviously. I think they've settled down a little bit after that skid they had and uh, have come back really strong playing good, solid defense, uh, you know, uh, (laughs) holding the Colts uh, you know, only 20 points. I thought that was an excellent job. And offensively, you know, they're moving the ball. They're still turning the ball over a little bit too much. But, you know, they're making things happen offensively. And, and I think Carr has really, you know, hit his stride once again as he did at the start of the season. He's starting to play better uh, each and every Sunday. And uh, I, I think they're going to need him in this last game. Yeah, no, I, I agree 100%. And sticking with Derek Carr, I mean, he's been moving around in the pocket. He's stepping up in the pocket. He's been delivering some ki- timely balls that, that just have to be delivered on a, on a dime. He's been doing that. What, what has, I guess, been the difference in, in what Derek Carr has been doing, especially in that last game against Indy? Well, I think he's trying to concentrate down the field more, not looking to run as quickly. Uh, he has helped himself uh, a little bit uh, getting out of the pocket and giving himself more time. Uh, to find a receiver down the field, and I, I you know I like that. Uh, that's something that the defense really can't key on. Uh, and when they do that, they, they don't. The pass rush isn't quite as strong on the outside because they're looking for him to get outside the pocket and make a play. Uh, but I, you know, I, I think uh, you know a lot of has to do with Carr and his maturity and. Uh, you know, hopefully that continues into this uh, next game. You know, Hunter Renfro has been solid all season long, but really I've been impressed with what I've seen the last few weeks from Zay Jones. To me, it feels like he's really coming on at the right time and being a very, very valuable weapon for Derek Carr. Oh, yeah, last week, eight receptions, 120 yards. You can't beat that. That's a, that's an excellent game. guy. You know, not too many people heard of uh, prior to the, uh, this last game. Uh, then, you know, and then you know, he's on the team. Uh, uh, and to contribute the way he did last week uh, was just tremendous. Uh, helpful to obviously to the offense and and Derek Carr and you know so now you know they can't quite key as as much on uh, some of the other receivers uh, now that Zay Jones has kind of stepped it up. Talking right now with Jim Plunkett here on Unnecessary Roughness Raider Nation Radio 920. And I know you have to take this one game at a time, but they've put themselves in position. They they have a win and get in type scenario. What would you feel like that conversation should be like in the locker room, getting these guys focused for this Sunday against? the Chargers well you know uh, you know not being a coach at all but certainly haven't heard <laughs> a lot of speeches uh, prior to big games you know just got to go out there and tell me you, know, you got have all the confidence in the world at what they're trying to do and and get that across to their to their team both offensively and defensively and special teams you know you know be play your position play it well uh, and you know the game will take care of itself uh, just don't try to try to do too much do your job you know, when you took over as the starting quarterback for the Raiders, you went on uh, nine out of 11 games you won. Uh, you guys were a wild card team. You went on to win Super Bowl 15. At what point did you know that, okay, we're playing good enough ball to win each and every week. We can continue to do this. Uh, offensively, we started to pick up big time, making big plays down the field. Uh, Cliff Ranch, Raymond Chester. Uh, the running game was very solid uh, with Kenny King. Uh, running at halfback, and, and and things were just clicking for us, you know, and, and we just got better as the season progressed. Uh, uh, when I took over, we were two and three, and just had a streak that uh, took us the, the rest of the way. Uh, struggled, uh, uh, lost to a team that we beat in the Super Bowl uh, uh, because we turned things around. But you know, you know, things when you you know you keep working at it, keep working at it. Uh, you get a little bit healthy, uh, although I think the Raiders are struggling in that regard. Um, you know, things t- tend to happen. You don't turn the ball over. You make big plays, uh, both off 
offensively and defensively, and things come together, and, and you just feel it every time you step on the field when things are going that way, that you know you're going to make something happen some way, somehow, no matter what the other team is doing. Did you get some kind of a sense of not a mindset change, but just a, a, a will to win where it's like, okay, this other team can't stop us. We're, we're playing that well that we know we can't be stopped. Yeah, I think you come to that point. I, I, I really do, even though you use an Al Davis term, the will to win. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, but that, you know, it's really true. And, and you, you figure once you step on that field, uh, you're going to come away on top. Uh, you just have that feeling. Uh, you're not going to make any mistakes, or the mistakes are going to cost you a game. You're going to do your job, and you're going to do it well. And, you know, that, you know, that kind of takes over, you know, in your mindset. And uh, you go out there with all the confidence in the world. And you make things happen. Talking right now with Jim Plunkett here on Raider Nation Radio 920. And I was talking earlier about the job that Rich Bisaccia has done. This is a first-time head coach. He's been in the league for a long time. He's been coaching, but a first-time coach. And the cards that he was dealt was not very easy and something that no one could ever imagine. What have you just thought of the job that Rich Bisaccia has been able to do and weather the storm? Well, I think he, I think he brought the team together. I don't think there's any doubt about that. I think they were struggling, trying to find an identity, uh, and and he provided that. Uh, you know, I haven't been around them all that much, uh, to be truthful. Uh, but you know, he's got the coaches uh, doing their jobs in in their specialty programs with the offensive line coach, uh, DB coach, whatever. You know, you know, he he relays that information, what he wants done, and, and they're getting it done for him for the most part. How much do you think it helps that he has former head coaches as well on his staff? Oh, I think that's a tremendous help. Uh, you know, uh, when you're a position coach, you know, you concentrate on, on you know, making the, the offensive line better or the linebacker, the linebacking crew better. But now you've got, you, you, you've got to handle everybody. And, and those other coaches who have coached uh, as head coaches in the NFL have, have that experience. And I think they've helped uh, Coach Masashi quite a bit. What would a young Jim Plunkett say if all of a sudden, you know, at the beginning of the regular season, you were told the last week of the season you have an opportunity to play a division opponent to get into the playoffs? What, what would your reaction have been? Well, you know, you worked hard, you, you got to this position, and now it's time to, you know, cap it off with a victory. Yeah, a- absolutely. And uh, how, how do you expect Raider Nation, what do you expect from, from the fan base, the excitement and energy level at Allegiant Stadium? I, I know uh, the stadium should be rocking. I, I have no doubt about that. Uh, you know, it'll be a mixed stadium because, you know, it's a destination spot, and, and, uh, and I'm sure uh, the Chargers will have a lot of fans there as well. But, uh, you know, the the Raider fans will come through. They'll let it be known that uh, whose stadium it really is. <laughs> right, and it's Sunday night football. It's prime time. It's the last regular season game of the year. I mean, it, it really is it's setting up. It, it can't really set up too much better as far as I'm concerned. How, how much can the, the, the fans help affect this game? Oh, you know, I think the fans are always a part of it, you know. Uh, uh, whether win or lose, uh, you know, you know they're behind you. You know, they know you have an opportunity to get to the playoffs. Uh, and you know, believe me, a lot of players say they ignore it, they don't hear it. But you know, you do. You know, you just hear it humming through your your uh, that ventilation uh, ear hole on your helmet, and uh, you know they're behind you 100 percent or 110 percent, as Coach Madden used to like to say. And uh, uh, you know, everybody will be fired up: fans, players, coaches. You name it. This is a great opportunity for the Raiders, and and uh, you know I, I know they lost to him earlier in the season, but if you look look at the stats in that game, it was it was a very close football game. It really was, and there was a lot of opportunity that they had to make some moves, and it just didn't happen. But that was early in the season, and now they have an opportunity to get back. And you mentioned Jim, you mentioned uh, Coach Madden. What what do you think that that speech would be like from Coach Madden to the team if he was around to, to do that on Sunday? You know, he was a man of few words. He's just get out there, you know. Uh, you're better than they are. Go do your job, and we'll come away and win. We'll <laughs> win. I'm sorry. I like it. I like it. Simple. Simple and, and to the point. <laughs> that, that'll that work. Well, Jim, before we let you go, uh, what what is your opinion? For the Raiders to come out with a victory and get into the playoffs on Sunday night, what has to happen? Well, you know, that's a very explosive offense they're facing in, uh, in the Chargers. Uh, you know, but, uh, you know, I think they're going to have to outscore them. They're going to have to. You know, make some plays down the field, uh, control the football, keep it away from them as much as possible. But but look for that opportunity down the field to come up with big plays and get in the end zone. I, I think that's that's the way to beat this football team. It's going to be interesting. It really is. Those pass rushers are going to have a lot of work to do to get after Herbert, but uh, it should be interesting. It's going to be fun. That That's for sure. Allegiant Stadium Sunday Night Football to wrap up the 2021 regular season. Very excited about that. Jim, thank you so much for your time as uh, always. I look forward to talking to you next week, hopefully talking about uh, the first round of the playoffs for the Raiders. Uh, you got it. Uh, me too. <laughs> there he goes. The great Jim Plunkett right there, the two-time Super Bowl champ. We definitely appreciate his efforts each and every time. He-
the show. And uh, yeah, man, I mean, I, I like how he said John Madden would say, hey, you're better than these guys. Just go out there and beat them. Simple. You know, it doesn't have to be something big rah-rah. It doesn't have to be something emotional. You're a better team than they are. Just go out and beat it. Yeah, it should be that simple. Like, do you want to win? Right. Just go out there and do it. Just go make it happen. Just go make it. It's, it's one of those, and I said it so many times on this show, it's not about the opponent. It's about you. Simple. Don't make it about the opponent. Make it about you. We're just going to go out there, and this is what they need to say in the locker room. We're going to go out there. We're going to play our best game. Simple as that. If, if it's getting after the quarterback, we're going to get after the quarterback. If it's running the rock, we're going to run the rock. If it's about blocking, we're going to block. If it's about holding our water on third and one, we're going to hold our damn water. I mean, all those elements are going to come into play. What does Lester Hayes always say? You got to know your technique. It's got to be about that. And sometimes it's as simple as that. Go out there and just execute the way you're supposed to. I mean, don't, don't, if it's, if it's a eight yard out, run eight yards. Don't run nine. Don't run seven. You know what I mean? Just, what does Bill Belichick say? Just do your job. That's what it comes down to. Just do your job. It really does. It really does. And there were some times, even defensively, last week against the Colts, you saw guys. Matter of fact, Carson Wentz missed a wide open T.Y. Hilton. Wide open. And you know why? He missed that guy who was wide open? Because someone didn't do their job. Someone tried to overcompensate for someone else's job and left the guy wide open, had a blown coverage. Just lucky for the Raiders, T.Y. Hilton, who was wide open and would never have got caught from behind, was overthrown badly by Carson Wentz. Good old Carson Wentz. I mean, that's why I said when he was coming back, I was like, okay. <laughs> he's not a guy that scares you. Not you know? at all. I don't want to be sound disrespectful and like he's not a good quarterback, but, I mean, he's just not a guy that, oh, my gosh, Carson Wentz is coming to town. Watch out. And I also, I know people don't want to hear about this because this week is strictly on win and you're in. But, hey, the Jaguars could pull it off. I'm just saying. <laughs> they could, but all, Pittsburgh all... has to lose as well to the Ravens, which is very possible. I, I thought they were gonna, I I thought they were gonna lose last night. Doing it, man. It's frustrating to see a quarterback throw like complete like twenty some passes, barely over a hundred yards. No pass was completed. Was passed like five yards down the field. How does he keep doing it? Well, he had number twenty two in the backfield. Yeah, man. And he had a defense. I mean, how many times did Baker Mayfield get sacked last night? A bunch. TJ exactly. Watt, like, there's did, a reason why he ain't playing next week. Man. There's a reason he ain't playing next week. Someone said. Someone said, why did he play? Or why isn't he playing next week? Why is he gonna get a, 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 his surgery now? Because he got his ass kicked last night. Bottom line. He got worked. Baker mm-hmm. Mayfield is having T.J. Watt nightmares right now. Still. He Everything ain't never going to be on a commercial again. was true. Man, out there stunk it up. <laughs> Play like a real bum. Like, I want to talk about it. And you love every minute of it. Yo, look, he, like, I don't want Big Ben to win, but it's fun seeing Baker lose. It's a real choose between two evils there. <laughs> okay. I like that. Two thirds. The time. Many thanks to Jim Plunkett for joining us on the show. Uh, your time to shine. 702-365-9200. We're going to come on back. We're going to close out our number one. No, you know what? Matter of fact, hold on. Let's get someone in to win real quick. Let's get someone in to win the Ultimate Raiders prize pack. We're going to get you registered for a pair of tickets. We're going to get you registered for some win club passes. And we're also going to get you re- registered for a Mad Max Crosby autographed jersey. We're going to give you a Raider t-shirt, and that's going to get you in to win all that. 702-365-9200. Call number nine is what I'm looking for. This is Raider Nation Radio 920. There's no big secret to winning football. It's just doing what these guys do every game. Just go out and give it your best. Bottom line, I took a team to a Super Bowl and we won. I even had some guys on that team that nobody wanted. But we were a team. And that's what you guys are. You're a football team. That's kind of like a family. Except you get to hit each other. But you have to stick together. Do that, you'll be fine. Thanks, Mr. Rabbit. Welcome back to Unnecessary Roughness. Unnecessary Roughness. Here on Raider Nation Radio 920. Here's your boy Q. 2.43 is the time here on Raider Nation Radio 920. Unnecessary Roughness coming up at 3 o'clock. John McClain from the Houston Chronicle. He'll join us to talk all things NFL. Uh, have a lot of good feedback on the Sam and Ash text line right now at 69187. Uh, really looking. I mean, you can hit us up with anything that you want to talk about. But I'm really looking for a story. What is this Raider story for this season? The ups, the downs, the tragedies, the emotions, the feelings, the anger, the happiness, the joy. What is the story behind this team, in your opinion? A lot of good stuff on the, like I said, Sam and Ash text line at 69187, keyword R&R. Also got some tweets coming in right now. Uh, my guy Aaron, he hit me up. 2021 Raiders title, Space Mountain, the roller coaster ride. Put it on the show. It is on the show. There it is, Space Mountain. 
I know my man Gangster Raider knows where Space Mountain is. That's out there in uh, in the L.A. area. Uh, Aaron originally from the L.A. area as well. Uh, Glenn from San Jose hit us up on the Sam and Ash text line. Q and Demon. The Raiders' story is a vision quest. With all the problems that the organization has dealt with this season and with the people leaving them for dead, the players believe otherwise, and the playoffs will happen in capital letters. From Glenn in the 408 San Jose Cali, uh, appreciate you hitting us up, my man. Uh, how about this one? Hey, Q, Demon, is Raider Debater from the town. This season should be called the House of Gruden. This team is all, all built by Gruden. Coaches, players are here because of Gruden. Khalil Mack, Josh Jacobs, Arnett, Edwards, Gruden, Amari Cooper, Jonathan Abram, Gruden, Colton, Parker, and Leatherwood. Gruden, Akbasachia, Olsen, Bradley. Gruden, if we make it to the playoffs, it will show Gruden made the right moves and made the right uh, the Raiders into a contender. Keep the whole staff and players if we make the playoffs. That's from uh, Raider Debater out of the town. Definitely appreciate that. Let me get one more real quick. Uh, 69187 keyword R&R. This one's coming from Sir Whiskey Ray Q&D. This year's Raiders 2021-2022 season would be entitled Pride and Poise. The good, the bad, the all Madden Super Bowl dream. Again, that's from Sir Whiskey Ray. I like that a lot. Appreciate it. 702-365-9200. That is the Raider Nation listener line. Who we got up, Demon? Big Deuce Raider. Big Deuce! Shout out to Big Deuce. What's happening? What up, what up, what up, Q, Demon? How's it all going? Uh, we're chilling. Blessed, man. How you doing? Uh, living the dream or nightmare, whatever you want to call it. <laughs> gotcha. So, uh... Last time I tried to call in, I lost the call, and you asked me about my name. Yeah, yeah, Big Deuce. How'd you come up with Big Deuce? All right, like you said. But keep it clean. Few... Keep it clean. It's the radio. Oh, keep it clean. Oh, for sure, for sure, for sure. <laughs> nah, um, actually, we, the way I got that name, uh, <clears throat> yeah, let's see, it was back in my beginning of my sophomore year in high school. Uh, you know, I was a short, chunky, white kid. Well, um, I was on the J- uh, JV football team, and some of the – Varsity guys came around, and this one big, excuse me, but he was a big black dude, uh, <laughs> kind of grabbed <laughs> me and put me up against the wall. And he was looking at me, and he said, so do I scare you? <laughs> I looked at him back and said, nope. And he put my ass down, and we became friends all after that. And his neck, nickname was Deuce, so I became Little Deuce. But then I joined uh, the military and buffed up became the white version of Damon, and uh, I, I changed Little Deuce to Big Deuce. Oh, man, I'm so glad that that conversation oh, man, went that I didn't direction. Know where that was gonna go. I <laughs> thought this was a scene from Blood In or Blood Out. I thought this was like nah. a prison scene. <laughs> no, no, man. No. I, Do I you know, scare I, you, boy? <laughs> exactly. No, you know, I was born in 75, grew up uh, with a single mom, and uh, she taught me, don't come crying to me because I'm going to whoop your behind and send you back out there to handle your own business right so um and you know that is i don't i don't let people scare me <laughs> you I know? hey i respect that man i appreciate it i love how that story went so glad i didn't go to that high school man somebody <laughs> just on the that right? seems like out of a movie look here loser jv media <laughs> what's going on what you know you were on jv football too what you were all everything you did was jv Yo, i don't know about little deuce here sophomore year <laughs> I was on varsity. Why were you talking about Little Deuce? Little well, Deuce would he, he would roll you up, man. He said sophomore year he was on JV. That's all right. Sophomore year I was on varsity. Man, but you weren't playing. Man, you, I got in. <laughs> Did you even let Little Deuce finish? I mean, Big Deuce finish his conversation. No, I thought I thought he was done. Are you still there, Deuce? Yeah, I'm still here. <laughs> I thought he was done. Go ahead, go ahead, my man. My bad. We just had our side convo. Oh no, no, no. That's all good. No, uh, I. I that's all right, Damon. When I was in sophomore high, uh, I was four nine, so I was just a little bit taller than you right now. <laughs> okay. This is great. I love nah, this conversation. Nah, it's, all, it's all good. I love y'all, man. We talked before uh, a while back. Q and I, uh, we talked about being heisty. Yeah. Yep. Absolutely. Taking, taking your whip down the uh, the boulevard and ghost riding it. That's right. That's right. To show to show Damon how how they do in the NorCal, but that's right. Uh, you were, you didn't want to with your ride, <laughs> <laughs> but anyways, my my uh, my saying for this season, my it would be all um, <clears throat> excuse me, always bet on the silver and black. Oh, there you go, nice little Vegas theme right there. Always bet yeah. on the silver and black. Okay, I like that. Well, I kind of took it from Wesley Snipes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was a big Wesley Snipes <laughs> fan. Always bet on black. What movie was that? In? It was the one he was on the train, wasn't it? Was that that movie? 
I, I believe so. I think so. I don't remember what it, what the movie was called, but I, I think he was on the train. So there you yeah. go. <laughs> I'm not a good movie guy, but thank you. No, you thank you for one. that. You haven't seen that? Oh, you're not. Wesley Snipes is before your time. You now only Wesley Snipes you know about is probably like Coming to America Two or something, right? No, he killed it in Blade. All three of them. Oh, okay, you know him in Blade. I didn't watch those Blades. I, I'm not. I don't. I don't do those kind of movies. I like all that bloody and stuff. I liked him in Demolition Man. I like. Did you like that one? Nah. Oh, see, didn't I, see that one either. Of course you didn't. See, we didn't. We didn't. We didn't watch movies on the same side of the street. You know, you, you were. You went to that theater. I went to that theater. New Jack City. Come on, that was. Yeah, a- yeah. We, we we came together like that one. I like that one. Speaking so- of Nino Brown. <laughs> <laughs> Shut up. Seven zero two three six five ninety two hundred. Who's up next, man? Shields up. Shields up. What's on your mind, my man? Welcome to the show. You, how we doing, brother? We are blessed, man. Blessed. I hear you, man. That's good news. Listen, my I guess my word I'm looking for is believe. Okay. Believe. And and these guys believe in themselves. They believe in themselves in the locker room, on the practice field, uh, wherever. So as a, a fan base of the Raider Nation, we got to believe in them. And we got to send out. Remember that great Bob Marley song, Positive Vibrations? Yes, yes. <laughs> I know it's going back. I am, man. You know? And um, that's what we got to do. Just keep sending it out. We're one game away from getting into those playoffs. Let's stay in the box, though. We got to still stay in the box. Um, but just keep pumping out those good vibes. And I know somewhere, you know, if 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 Al Davis was the emperor of football, there's no doubt that John Madden was the king of football. And I know he's waving and carrying that silver and black banner right now for us. And I got a, I got a little hint. I thought he whispered something in in Car- Carson Wentz's uh, ear when he when he threw that pass array with that guy wide open. <laughs> nice. I had to I had to think that our uh, John Madden was involved in that. But anyways, buddy, thanks for taking my call and and stay positive and always shields up. Take there, care. There you go. Good call, my man. I definitely appreciate you. And yeah, it's kind of like when uh, Matt Schaub threw that interception to uh, to. Uh, Oh, now I forgot his name. Uh, the DB out of Texas. Oh, man. You know, he was a first-round pick. Michael Huff? Yes, Michael Huff in, in Texas uh, after Al had passed. And uh, he had that interception. There was only 10 guys on the field. Uh, we always said that that was Al being that extra guy. So in that Carson Wentz pass, it was John Madden whispering in his ear being that extra guy. I like that. I uh, got a text at the Salmon Ash text line at 69187, keyword R&R. Raider said, from the beginning of the year, you always mentioned how different this team was as far as being united. I'd entitle this year the Band of Brothers. Dictionary definition, a company of people having a common purpose. Our common purpose, just win, baby, by any means necessary. That's a great text. That's a fantastic text right there from Cucamonga Rager. Thank you so much. And, yeah, uh, I said that a lot at the beginning of the season because it just something felt different about this team. I know a lot of folks laughed at me, and I know a lot of folks laughed at Vinny, and I know that it kind of fell off the rails a little while, so we really haven't talked about it. But, I mean, you're right. You know, uh, I like that. A company of people... Having a common purpose. That's a really good definition, my man. Thank you so much for that. Uh, let's go back out to the phone lines and talk to our guy, a longtime friend of mine, Border Jumper Raider. What's on your mind, my man? How you doing? Thank you. What's up, Border Jumper Raider? Doing that border jumping thing right now. From San Diego, I'm headed back to Tijuana. Nice. So so my theme or my idea of the, the season was called Sucker Punch because we didn't see it coming. We took it. We went down for a while, but we were getting right back up. And we're going to go to the playoffs. Nice. I like it. Great call. Great call, man. You be safe out there. Appreciate you chiming in. And, yeah, he said sucker punch. That was hilarious. Man, I got hot around the collar, man. I got hot like, whoa, hold on. But, yeah, sucker punch is what he said. You know, like the dramatic, like the 30 for 30 music? Yeah. Coming this fall. (laughs) Sucker punch. (laughs) They didn't see it coming. (laughs) Right. I like that, though. he's, He's not wrong. You know, because really, I don't think anyone in the organization saw anything coming that was that was headed their direction. I don't think any of us could have said, oh, there's going to be a whole lot of crazy events happen this season. And then at the end of the day, they're still going to have nine wins with an opportunity for ten. I mean, that's the thing about it. Think about that. You know, I remember going on many shows before the season started and people said, well, Q, you know, the, the experts in the desert have the Raiders at six and a half wins. And I kept saying, like, six and a half wins? If they win six and a half games, a.k.a. seven, if they win seven games, something went terribly wrong. Well, guess what? Something went terribly wrong. And they still found a way to get to nine wins. I mean, think about that for a second. Every show I went on to that had something based off of betting said, Q, the experts got, gave them six and a half wins. And I kept telling them, if, if 
everything's got to be blown up if it goes six and a half wins. There's just no way that you go from continuing to get better each and every year to all of a sudden six and a half wins. And then all of a sudden the wheels fell off. And for a minute there, and I'm not going to lie to you, I thought, damn, six and a half might be accurate. You know, because you just didn't know. But they have found a way to tighten up their bootstraps, lace up their shoes, and get to nine wins with an opportunity for ten. With everything that they've dealt with. You tell me one other team in the league that's dealt with some issues that, that they've dealt with. Any close to that. And don't tell me Antonio Brown. Because that was Tampa Bay's fault for signing him to begin with. I mean, he saw what he did with three other teams. Tigers don't change their stripes. I actually am not trying to make fun of him at all. I actually hope somebody goes and finds that young man some help. Because right now, as, as Joe Cena Anderson said, and I'll ask John McClain about it in a few seconds, there's, there's teams right now lining up waiting for Tampa Bay to release him just so they can go get him. No joke, I had someone hit me up the day that Antonio Brown went crazy and did his little crazy exit from the game and said, now Q, just hear me out. Just hear me out. The Raiders need a number one wide receiver. What if they just bring him in? Hell no. He don't need to be playing for anyone. He needs to be getting some help. But the thing is, all all people are looking at him as, and and I hate to say it this way, but he's just another horse. He's a hired horse. Go out there and run. Run, run, run. Until he can't run no more and you got to take him out into the backfield and turn him into glue. I mean, that's that's, that's what they're looking at. The dude needs help. Like real deal, someone to stop enabling him. Someone to stop telling him what he wants to hear because he's fed in their pocket. Someone needs to sit him down and say, hey, dude, this is, this is all bad. We've seen this story before. Mental health is a real thing, man, and, and Antonio Brown's got that issue. So outside of that, what has any other team dealt with that the Raiders have, that has even come close to what the Raiders have dealt with? Cam Newton in New England? Mac Jones beat him out? You know, I mean, no, nothing. Nothing. And these guys are on the opportunity and right on the, right on the curb, right on the outside looking at it of 10 wins. It's not controversy, but the way the Titans have battled through injury after injury to get that number one seat, though, is pretty remarkable. Okay. I'll even give you that. And it's not even close. But I'll even give you that. Look, teams that have gone through injury, I'll give them that. That's fine. Because that is adversity. That's true. It's not the same kind of adversity, but to your point, and I won't even hold it against you that you're a Titan fan. I don't care. That's fine. If that's the only thing that we're talking about that's compared to what they've gone through, I think any of these teams would take injury any day over what they've gone through. 2.56 is the time. When we come back, we'll kick off hour number two of the show. We'll talk to John McClain from the Houston Chronicle. This is Raider Nation Radio 920.